let me just do the TLDR. So my wife and I both earn $175,000 a year, and we are considering having children. And she is asking me to compensate her for the six to 12 months uh, that she's going to have to take off work. And that will be 50 grand of his income that he would pay to her into her bank account. I fully understand and fully note that it is a scientific fact that pregnancy is societally, economically, biologically, extremely dangerous for women versus men. But Thanks. I am not, I am not paying anyone to have a child that we both want. Interesting. That whole post and the responses I saw to that post were utter and completely ridiculous. I'm not paying you to have a child that we both want. Okay. Like, I not. never know it, Alan, man. You're not paying her for the child. No, you're not paying. No, motherfucker, she's paying you to be able to go to work because you don't have to gestate the child because that's how pregnancy works. She's taking off her job to gestate y'all's child. She's doing all of the work, as you said. This entire pregnancy is hitting her massively disproportionately. And what are you doing to equalize that? That's your partner. If you don't pay her that money, what you're saying is we're having a child. You're the one carrying it. And only you have to sacrifice income. So it's, it's already a transaction in your favor. And you're refusing to equalize that. If you're a good father, you can compensate and be there for your child in a way that does not involve giving her $50,000 cash. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. Now that early heartbreak is some bullshit. Uh, by the way, welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag, the number one uh, dating and um, schoolyard heartbreak podcast in the universe. It's Eddie, Josh, and Alvin. Uh, did y'all watch that TikTok that I sent y'all of this dating coach that basically says that you should wait three months, 90 days before you uh, have your first kiss. And it's, it's advice to women primarily. So make a guy wait, make a guy wait. I don't know if she would use that for me. Make a guy wait three months before the first kiss. That's crazy. Was it Steve Harvey? No, nah, it was some white lady. It was some white lady. <laughs> Even Steve Harvey would be like, hell no. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <in the> <laughs> Oh hell no! <laughs> oh, hell no! No, Steve, I, it wasn't it wasn't kiss, but Steve Harvey definitely had a rule for um for sex that he was telling. How long did he say? I want to say it was ninety days, but don't quote me yeah. on that. But it was definitely it was definitely like he definitely gave a time frame in um that um that fucking think like a man in that yeah. in that in that in that right ninety days. It was it um. And it was 90 days but again i'm not 100 sure that's but it was a time that's frame. the whole summer bro i'm not about to meet you in <laughs> in the end of spring and it's fall now and we still have fuck that's kind of wasted my whole summer that's crazy as fuck right his plan was to keep the women away from niggas like you eddie that was the whole idea that's a fair point this is a fair mm, point his plan was to keep laurie harvey from future exactly still didn't, didn't work, work. Yeah. <laughs> still didn't work that's what, to be fair, that's because she's fucking these niggas, not the other way around, you know? So maybe. Oh, uh, uh, you're right. You saw so it yeah. did work. She's not it thinking like a man. She's moving like a man, you know? Ooh, these niggas need to keep their dick safe from her. Ooh. And I will 100% say, so I, I think this rule is pretty fucking dumb. It seems, but I understand what she's getting at. I understand what the function of it is. Um, so I'm a little bit torn, but. I think men should be following advice like this. I think men are very quick to, to kiss and fuck and, and, and put their lips on a girl's pussy and all of this kind of shit that they don't really know and develop those emotional ties to a person when they don't, when it might not end up working out, you know? And they're not putting enough time to really think, is this a person that I'm interested in, that I'm interested in for what it is that I'm looking for, that I'm even really thoroughly attracted to? I think men should be taking some of this advice probably as much as if not, maybe more than women. I think if you, if you're talking about it as, I think the heart of what you're saying is accurate, that people need to take time to consider what they actually want. Uh, but I think that putting arbitrary like time frames on that is, yes. is, is against the spirit of what that actually should entail. Like you can, you can okay. figure that out. Like before you, you know what I mean? Like you can go nah, into something do, and yeah. already full and fully understand like what you want from a situation. Right. Mm. And if what I want from that situation is quick, casual fucking sex, then I shouldn't have any problem, you know, having sex with you that night. If that's what we both as consenting adults want. Um, I think that people should just follow their own time frames whatever that may be to find what they want out of a situation and then act on that instead of setting these arbitrary guardrails that 
don't really serve anybody well, in my personal opinion. I'm 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 gonna have to disagree on that. I think that these timeline. I think that the most useful application of these kind of timelines is not for you to impose them on other people, but to impose them on yourself. So I think if you've got a three month rule, no, no, I I, I get it, but I'm I'm building building my my stance here. If I say my rule is I don't fuck women until the fourth date, whatever I whatever I decided is for me. That's something that I would never tell the woman. I'm not saying, hey, on the fifth date, you can get dick. I would just say this is something for me because also, especially as a man, but in general, you shouldn't be assuming that after 90 days, this man gets to kiss you because at the end of that 90 days, he still has a decision in front of him as well. So at 90 days, you're allowing yourself to kiss him, not allowing him to kiss you. I mean, I suppose it's both, but so I think that the usefulness of that arbitrary line is to to fight your own impulses because it's about you it's not about them so it's like i and women too you want to kiss that nigga on the first date you want to kiss that nigga on the second date you want to kiss that nigga in the first couple weeks so when you're saying three months it's a rule that you're giving yourself because if you went by your pure heart because that's what you've been doing that mouth is ran through and so you're trying to you're trying to control your own impulse. So if you can say, no, it's not about my feelings. It's not about intuition. It's not about any of those things because those things have led me astray up until now, Follow thinking with my, with my pussy. Let me just put a, an arbitrary rule that is completely outside of my own emotions, guaranteeing myself a minimum amount of time to think. So I, I, I get what you're saying, but I yeah. think it goes back to something that we that we discussed a little bit earlier where you're saying like, I did some, I, you know, I did something one way and now I'm automatically going to assume that the, that the opposite of that works just arbitrarily, which isn't the mm. case. Um, but I think that ultimately you should just ascertain what you want. You know what I mean? And like, if what you want is to kiss somebody on the first date, <laughs> um, maybe, people maybe, want multiple maybe you contradicting should... things. That's, that's the issue. I think, and, and but, but Ultimately, I think that gets to the core of what I'm what I'm trying to say. It's that like mm. you need to figure out what you actually want and try to fit that into a framework that actually works for you. And you don't necessarily need to have these arbitrary guardrails to figure that out. Like you can do you okay. can do that shit. You can do that shit on the fly. You can do that shit before you meet somebody. You can do that shit a year into the relationship and y'all haven't touched each other. You could do it 90 days. You could do it a week you could do it two days like it, it kind of doesn't matter if you establish what you want and when you want it and how you want it to play out i think that a lot of people don't do that groundwork and so i what, feel what like they use like? these arbit- they use these arbitrary guardrails in place of that stand in okay. uh, in place of that yeah so what would that look like and specifically it, let's say there's a sorry go ahead yeah like 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 let's just say like say for me like if i want um, and I'm and I'm literally putting this on me, not saying this is what I want because I don't want to be married right now. But let's say I want to be married, right? Mm-hmm. Me wanting to marry somebody and seeking a partner that I like to be married, like I'm picking a certain type, I'm picking certain like personality traits, I'm picking certain mm-hmm. likes, dislikes, politics, ideologies, like all that kind of stuff. All of that is is already established, right? And then now I'm moving in the relationship, kind of being the partner that I want to be in, cultivating a certain kind of relationship mm-hmm. and stance like that. None of that has anything to do with if I kiss you on 90 days or, or, or day right. four, like literally none of that does. So again, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that people can't want that. I'm not trying to, you know, make this like a thing. I'm just saying that like, I wouldn't make that an arbitrary thing because that has nothing to do with my core beliefs on what I want in a relationship leading to marriage. So I've already established that. I already know that I'm moving in that light. <laughs> so it kind of doesn't matter when I kiss you. And I'm saying, if you establish that kind of groundwork on, on, on the beginning up front, the guardrail kind of makes no sense or, or like, like, like you don't, you don't need a guardrail. You're, you're, you're understanding and, and setting goalposts and making goals and all that kind of stuff for yourself as you're moving through the relationship organically. It just happens or doesn't happen I th- like I a regular a fucking of, relationship. I think there's a couple of, of things that you're leaving out there in how complicated these are. So first of all, you're not just dealing with what you want. You're dealing with the fact that people, the people that you're dating they come in a bunch of different shapes and forms. They change across time. They put on airs. Not necess- and that's not necessarily a malicious thing, but a person that you meet on day one, you don't really know them. Even 90 days in, you don't really know them. And they have their own set of desires. Those That mix of things makes it very complicated. You're not just saying to someone on a date, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Is this what you're looking for? Cool, check. Everything's fine. Like Human interactions are not that simple. You're having to navigate around them 
giving false ideas of what they want, them not knowing exactly what they want, them not wanting to express exactly what they want for fear that they might not get it. They're as complex as you in that regard. It might be dishonest. Not, and again, I'm not using dishonest as like a, they're evil, but just like, you know, you might not, maybe aren't putting all of your cards on the table day one with the person. And two, I think you really underestimate how much impulse control an individual has. Like, so, so I'll paint a picture of how I'm imagining this might, um, your method might not work out well for the average person. If I say, okay, cool. I want a wife. I, I think another thing that I know about myself is that when I have sex with a person, especially a few times, I'm going to get emotionally connected to them. Um, I also know that I want an emotionally stable and supportive partner. Those are all things that I want. So I meet someone on day one. They seem quite emotionally supportive. I've heard some stories that they're telling during the course of this, this date and we have sex after two weeks of hanging out, I noticed some behaviors that are concerning. She's a little bit rude to a waiter. She talks about uh, uh, more than one ex in a very negative light. And then, and by this point, we've already had our first sex. But now we've had even more sex. I'm now very emotionally connected to this person. And now I'm starting to realize, hmm, this person maybe isn't as well suited as I thought. Maybe I should end this relationship. But wait, I'm now emotionally connected to this person. So now where I might've just said next because we have no connection at this point now i'm trying to figure out how to make it work with somebody who doesn't and never really did meet what i'm looking for and i feel like some version of that is what most men and women are dealing with most of the time so several things one i feel like the fact that relationships are complicated is a reason to not have a guardrail not to have one okay so the fact that this is complex and it may and it may flow it may ebb and flow one way or another based on how shit actually flows that means that you shouldn't have a guardrail because the complexity and the fact that stuff is ever changing and you're learning and growing with each other means that the guardrail may not actually be applicable based on the circumstances and you should kind of just work with the circumstances as they go like it may be longer it may be shorter based on the fact that it isn't as simplistic as saying 90 days uh, saying something saying something saying something putting something at 90 days it's simple. Like that's not complicated. That's actually a very simple way of thinking, in my opinion. I feel like but you're also repeating just, your point more than giving evidence for it right now. I mean, neither one of us have gave evidence. We're just talking. Um, but but give, regard- give elaboration. Then I feel like you're you're repeating the stance, but not giving reasoning for it. I, think I mean, you, simple I mean, things work very well for complex problems, especially. Well, well, in fact. Well, what, what, I mean, I mean, like I understand what you're saying, but we're also mm-hmm. we're, we're just we're we're both doing the same thing. Like you didn't you didn't. You didn't give a reason for why you thought that we I just gave, both I gave. I, 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 I gave. I gave. A, yeah, you you told a story. I told a story, and now we're no no in no no. no, no I'm not. Yeah. I'm, when I'm saying you're, it feels like you're not elaborating. I'm not saying that you haven't ever elaborated during this. I'm saying that what you just said was you saying that as a matter of statement that a simple I, I, rule I had, doesn't help in a complex situation. I I had never said that before. Like that's a that's a new point. So like that that can be a point in and of itself. Like I don't need to. Like I'm not. I have, like I have position, you could, but fair enough. Play, play, the, play the tape back. I've never said that before. But anyway, um, because I'm because I'm, I'm literally that, uh, not fair enough. Yeah, I'm I'm literally taking notes, the counterpoints. So like I've I've literally never said that before. But just going into impulse, my point with impulse was that if that's what you want, then maybe you should do it. And again, that is a repeat. But I, I, the reason why I'm saying that is going back to the fact that I think <laughs> that what you're saying bullet, is a the bullet point. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> like that's how yeah. that's how I have to approach things with you. That's why I like talking to you on Twitter, so I can no, see no, you put I, your finger I, in my mouth. I appreciate you. So I think it it all just goes back to the fallacy of you assuming that because you did something one way, that you doing the exact opposite of it just works. So with sex, right? So I had I had sex in the past and got emotionally connected. I'm assuming that my emotional connection was because of the sex. You can have emotional connections for a lot of fucking reasons. You can have emotional connections that are completely sexless. And people do that shit all the time. I'm assuming right? that people have some level of emotional intelligence and that they've identified that sex is one contributing factor. And I, I would say, for instance, with myself, that that is the case. And you would and have I think to take that, me as an authority on that. I think I 100% think that you're an authority on you, but I think that you're downplaying the fact that you're an exceptionally emotionally intelligent individual. So I that, think that you can I think, identify you can identify that as and as a root cause. I think most people can't, and I think most people are probably mm-hmm. it's probably a spectrum of shit. It's probably a different level of like what you're being emotionally attached to versus just the sex. I think that sex is a mechanical lot of people for get more people than sex. it is. 
I think, think so? I think I think I think a lot of that is 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 rooted in some patriarchal shit where like you know yeah, like exactly. this whole like lock and lock and key kind of shit about like people being emotionally connected through sex. There's there is even, a body of research that, that says that it's more mechanical than we think. Than it is emotional. Even if that's true, not 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 more than it's not more than it's emotional, but you know. Even if that's true, that doesn't negate the fact that that people might have a connection through sex, even if it's psychosomatic true, or whatever but, you want to say, true, but you it's said, still yeah, the case. True, but you said most, but you said most, and I'm disagreeing I, yeah, with the fact that we can't I, even I say think, that. Okay. Maybe not. Nah, I would say most women, definitely. And I would say even most men, except, I've, and this is another point that I've made, I think most men aren't really having sex, but that's a whole other fucking conversation. But Ooh, I think I most women is true. You can't just drop that most one out there and not get into that. Most men aren't really having sex. You can't drop that one out there and not get into it, man. Yeah, now that's all because because this is this is very interesting. I want to keep digging into this, but I, yeah, I, I think, gotcha. yeah, but so so I would say you making the point that patriarchy or any of those social expectations or reasons that women overestimate how connected they feel as a result of sex because they think that they've given away or, something, or da, 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 da. how much men how much men estimate that women are connected to other people oh, just because of nah. sex. I think women. I think women, and I realize I'm a man saying this, but I think women would agree with me on this. Like again, I'm not saying it's ninety percent, more than fifty, almost certainly, for whatever reason. Like on a general scale, I have to agree with Eddie in the sense that I think um, women are more prone to become attached to someone after they've had sex. Like you know, there's like a deeper uh, attachment to someone after they've had sex. And of course, that's not me saying that women cannot just fuck somebody mechanically and feel nothing. <laughs> um, but Why would you want to, though? God. Man, hey, yeah, empty nuts do suck. Yeah, well, sometimes no, thank you. Sometimes you got to get one out, though. Sometimes you got to get one I, out. Kinda, I don't think I, I, don't think I do. Cool. The, more, the more I think about it, I'm like, I think my life would have been better if I just did none of those. Like, I, I, yeah. I genuinely do. Yeah, I feel that. And I guess like maybe the nut I'm thinking about isn't really an empty nut because mm. there was some fulfillment in that. Like there was some like, you yeah. know, something good for the egos, like a boost of some sort. Yeah, you, you don't got to be in love every time, but there's there's a lot of like, there's a lot. Yeah. Every nut ain't a good nut, I'd say. But sorry. Yeah, you uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I see, I totally see what Alvin is um, getting at too, because just because I had sex with somebody versus like somebody I didn't have sex with, even if we was like vibing and kicking it, I think it is like a little bit easier to either just ghost or just kind of like, you know, just, hey, this isn't really working out for me if you didn't have sex versus if you did. But ultimately that conversation could still like lead to the same place regardless of even if you did have sex, because we talking about not kissing or having sex within the first 90 days. If you gave it up within the first week and y'all stopped talking like on the third week, is it really that big of a deal? Is your emotions really that hung up on somebody you met three weeks ago just because you fucked them? Yeah. Okay, so so first of all, you got to think this is a rule across multiple people. This is not just in one instance. It's that's and see that this is because I'm okay. So first of all, I'm not necessarily arguing for the 90 day rule shit because I think that's kind of wild and stupid when I first heard it. I'm just in defense of the general principle behind it. So I'm not I'm not necessarily arguing waiting three goddamn full calendar months before you kiss a nigga. But I think something about an arbitrary wait period could be really useful. Um, I forgot what else you said. Oh, yeah. One, one week versus three weeks. I feel like when you've got these really complex situations, I think arbitrary heuristics work fantastically because people are fucking dumb. And when you try and juggle the big picture while you're living in the small picture, emotions are going to take over. But when you give yourself a rule like, hey, I do chest every Tuesday, that's a lot better than being like, oh, I do chest when I feel like it or when I feel like I need to or I eat schedules and shit like that help bring order to highly complex, unpredictable scenarios. So you, homegirl is not dating one nigga for three weeks. She's seeing four or five or six or 10 men across a year or across six months and trying to figure out among all these men that I might see, how can I spend as little of my time that I don't want to? How can I have as little heartache as possible? And how can I best whittle down um, someone who can be the ideal partner for me? Whatever it might, I might be looking for, it might be casual, it might, might be long-term, whatever. So if you've if you got 10 dudes and you wait to have sex with all of them, for a month, not, you know, controlling or anything, but just saying, this is what I'm going to do. You might very well be a lot um, more well-equipped to go mm, three of these niggas ain't really, I'm not really feeling them. Peace to y'all. Two of these other niggas, eh, whatever. Cool. Now I fucked 
six dudes or whatever, or whatever the math of that is. I fuck these six dudes. Okay, this kind of works. And you might leave, you, you spend less of your time divided between various dicks or vaginas or whatever you want to say. So for those that want to know what my notes say currently for this mm-hmm. segment, I'm going to start at the top. Have, yes, please. I have people are emotionally intelligent enough to know exactly what brings about their emotional connection followed by people you are added dumb the word as exactly <laughs> <laughs> versus versus people are dumb as fuck and need a heuristic. An <laughs> I feel like you discovered something. People are you? people are dumb as fuck. Yeah, people are dumb as smart. So emo- yeah. people are so as fucking Absolutely. emotionally intelligent. Absolutely. 100%. Those two things are one statement. Josh, I, I, I thought this was a back and forth between you two. Oh no, I, 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 yeah, no, I, I think that's a complete statement with no contradiction. So I have nothing uh, further to yeah. add there. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll let the TikTok audience decide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could elaborate, but I, th- the- but I, you know, nah, I'm good. I mean, I definitely just hear people like just I just I just feel it in the comments. I'm like, well, yeah, sex definitely does change things. Sex, sex definitely does like play a role, but. I'll be honest, like if I'm dating someone who is, you know, has has these uh, restrictions on, uh, you know, these guardrails up in in, Mm. while dating and then I'm just like number fucking eight out of 10 niggas, I'm probably not even I'm going to see myself out anyway. Real quick, may I? My fault, my fault, my fault. Yeah, 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 you already got it. Because I, you know, like one thing that I do look for is like I'm I'm big on affection. I'm big on like, um, you know, physical touch. I want to feel wanted. I want to feel desired. And that's one aspect of my relationship. But if I don't even get to experience that within the first 90 fucking days, just so we can, you know, focus on making sure we laugh at the same, we have the same sense of humor and we, we get each other's like small idiosyncrasies, you know, it's like, I'm still not getting the the full picture of who I might want to be with. And you said flip the 90 days, what do you mean? Yeah, let's just say fuck the 90 days. Cause, cause, cause I feel like we're getting into a position where it feels like, like, like I'm saying, I like what old girl said, and you're saying what reasons why. Like I agree with everything that you said. I, if somebody was like, I, if it's been three months and I have not kissed somebody, I probably would move on. Let's let's say something a little bit. Let's say um, six dates before sex that that I woman think, has. I think it's like, important maybe let's to, talk from there. Yeah, I think it's important to note that like the the first thing that you said. Um, when we started this conversation, I 100% disagreed with. So I, I mean, I mean, not disagree, agreed with. Like I agreed with the first thing that you said. So I think that this whole conversation segment has been about us arguing the minutia. So I think I think we're literally like what in thing the did weeds I say? Of, if you could check your notes, where, where where you were like, um, basically, you need to take the time out to establish like that. This is what you want. Like these sort of connections, kind of thing. Is this fulfilling? Mm. Is this getting you what you need out of what a relationship is? Mm-hmm. And you were saying like, if you need to have guardrails to do that, like. That's a good heuristic. That's yes. the only point that I. That's the only point that I've yeah, said. Yeah, I, I think Josh is just arguing a different yeah. thing, so I'm just addressing yeah. the specific. The specific yeah. So, I, but I just want I just wanted to like let it be known for the audience that I think that we're okay, arguing fair. like the minutia of it. I think that if at the this core is an of it, like I, like I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I fuck. I fuck with that. Um, but yeah, to like Josh, whole, if you, I'm arguing against um someone withholding affection for a set period of time. Yeah, I think, but also. I would say I think a big part of this should be in terms of my because I would I would give the advice to I think men and women having a heuristic of some kind might be useful for some of you. I think for men and I would give it probably equally. Some of y'all niggas need to wait before you give dick. Some of y'all women need to wait before you before you throw it back. Giving yourself yourself a rule, not them a rule. And in saying that, I don't think you should ever be communicating your timeline to the other person. So I wouldn't be saying if you're a woman, I wouldn't be saying to Josh hey, we can't have sex. I don't, I don't have sex until the sixth date. I would never suggest anybody verbalize that to you. It would be six dates of, I'm not quite ready. That's, that's all it would be. So there would be plenty of affection. There just wouldn't necessarily be sex. Um, mm-hmm. And so if that was the case, do you feel the same way? It was even just like the whole thing as far as like, you know, kissing. Like you shouldn't even kiss. And the overall premise was... Yeah there's a set time frame in which you shouldn't even kiss so that was the overall premise okay well let's say yeah, like, like, yeah like i said like but, um, toss that away because i'm arguing well, for yeah. like a more and, 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 tempered and version yeah for sure for sure and and when it comes to that like when it's just like your own personal whenever you feel ready whenever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. to do this to you know explore that stuff with a person 
absolutely that's healthy as fuck like i mean i do it like i'm I'm not just mm-hmm. trying to just fuck on the first or like, i don't have a, a time frame when i try to to make a move it's just like when it feels right when it happens organically like are we vibing mm-hmm. like that like can, can this happen sometimes it's taking um a while sometimes shit it took a, a day or two so that's my point josh that's yeah. literally what i'm trying to say thank you for saying it in a language that i couldn't you know get to the concise point though but that's one percent saying, saying. that dumb nigga talk basically because <laughs> yeah, i was got no like i'm long i'm long going through shit. bullet points and shit. Yeah, absolutely yeah but, but and further like, as an addendum to my I'm previous saying. statement and a footnote yeah. i'd like to point out what what's as I've said like previously, just too just just know what you want understand when the relationship gets there and then acts upon and act upon you know that to drive stuff forward when you get there there's no but point in having are arbitrary bad at that. The, 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 okay you so just the, said niggas was emotionally intelligent man. Oh. okay so now so now, I'm sitting, I'm now I gotta, yeah yeah they're they're those those two things are not are not mutually exclusive like i don't know why you think that's some groundbreaking point that you've made i think it, i think understand. i think it's definitely mutually exclusive like you're a dumb person if you're not emotionally intelligent in my opinion there's levels to dumb. The, when I say the average person is dumb, or when I say people are stupid, that that statement obviously isn't even possible. If 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 intelligence is on some sort of normal distribution, obviously everybody can't be fucking dumb. What I'm saying is the average person doesn't have very good impulse control when they're experiencing very strong emotions. Are they oftentimes aware of their own strong emotions? Yes. Can it be the case that a person who is regular can understand, hey, generally speaking, when I tend to have sex, I tend to develop an emotional connection with people and I'm not confusing it for one of 20 other things that could have caused that. Yes. Is it also the case that a person might be in a situation where they're like, ooh, I don't know if this guy is good for me, but I really, I'm really horny for him and he feels magical and I really want to fuck him. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I don't know enough about him. Fuck it, I'll go ahead and fuck him. Are those two things capable of existing in the same person? Yes, I would think that that's obvious. I agree, but I don't think that on any level that that's a dumb person. Like you literally went then, through the point of saying like motherfuckers is dumb. Yeah, we can talk semantics. Yeah, we're talking semantics yeah. with the most articulate motherfucker on the internet. Absolutely, yeah. Like the Bro, most you, you've articulate been on motherfucker podcast, on the internet. You've been on this podcast way too long to, to not know that when I say people are dumb, I'm not saying the average person is below average intelligence. Like that's, that's not possible. Um, when I'm saying people are dumb, I elaborated on what I meant by that by saying here is a dumb thing they do. And I said it again yeah. just then. Yeah, yeah, you elaborated there was, there on was, it after 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 I chin checked you on it the third time. You yeah, after I chin checked you on it the third time. Yeah, then you didn't chin. You didn't chin check me. You just made a, a stupid correlation between me using the word dumb and emotionally intelligent to describe people's behavior. No, I, I, I mean, you can, I, I mean, okay. Which like, you've if agreed you wanna, with. If you want to say no, I agree with the statement that you made. Makes sense. I don't agree that what you just said correlates to what you said earlier with dumb and this whole heuristic argument versus mm-hmm. what you said earlier with emotional intelligence. That one hundred percent I disagree with. But that's a semantic argument, and like we can agree to disagree. But this whole argument where like you literally doubled down and said niggas is dumb because. They can't fucking like deal with a relationship without saying that they play chess on Tuesday. I 100% don't think that has any correlation with anything that you just said, even though what you just said makes perfect sense to me. Boom. Okay, fair. Look, I, I would have thought that this was an obvious clarification, given the fact that this is like a comedy podcast and we kind of say shit, or at least I do say shit that's wild. I think you're more precise with your language. I'll make this as a clarification. If I say, hey, niggas are dumb, I don't literally mean all human beings who are male are of below average intelligence. I'm using hyperbole to make a point. And I use this frequently in every single conversation we've ever had in our lives. So if that's a clarification that you need to make it, that's fair enough. When I say some shit like that, I'm not being serious. I joke on here, I add flowery language. Dumb is a metaphor for incapable of impulse control. That's the, I, I think that, and I think that's completely fair. Um, Watching you two go back and forth is like just fun. It's like watching two fucking Webster dictionary just getting into it with each other. Yeah, yeah. it's good shit. It's good shit. We should make whole segments out of this. No, no, shit. I'm speaking oh. on the hyperbole. No, my good man, I'm speaking on the heuristical <laughs> aspect of this argument. My good we do it, Don. Good man, <laughs> Balderdash. How dare you? Yay, verily, and how dare you? How dare you think that I am referring to all of humanity as an income poopster? <laughs> Pumpernickel indeed. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, y'all want to do another one, or, or should, should we? Uh, or do you have any other further points in this one, Josh? No, I don't. Uh, that was another good topic on there, but I forgot it. So yeah, we can um, mostly right along. So I had the one about the wife wants her husband to pay fifty k for carrying this child, charging your adult uh, kid rent. 
Are you snitching on your kid if they commit a oh crime? Oh my god, let's fucking do 50k. Let's fucking do that one, man. Okay, let's fucking then. do that one. Alvin got some right. shit to say about that. Yeah, wife charges. I know exactly. 50K. Yeah. Okay. I think I know where about. Alvin's gonna fall on this. I think I know where Josh is gonna fall on this. I think I'm somewhere in between, but let me let me see. Okay, so I 34 male, my wife is 29. She's asked me to pay her almost 50 grand to have our child, and I'm not quite sure what to do. Uh, let me see how long this fucking thing is so I can let me just do the, the, the TLDR. So my wife and I both earn $175,000 a year and we are considering having children. They've basically just gotten a positive pregnancy test and she is asking me to compensate her for the six to 12 months uh, that she's going to have to take off work as compensation for the time that she will have to have, have this child. And that would be 50 grand of his income that he would pay to her into her bank account. I don't know whether or not this is something that I want to do. And it resulted in some real fucking tension because he feels like she's turned this into a real weird transaction. He saw her with her sister on the phone being like real sketchy talking about this. And it feels like she's like flipping the script on what was like an emotional, happy thing into, no, you need to pay me because you're doing, I'm doing you a favor with this. And so you need to give me money right. to have your child. Alvin, you had the strongest response, like the just the yeah. Good, I feel, like, I feel, I feel extremely strong about this, and I okay. think what people what people are doing is they're leaning very heavily on that, that post saying that they kept their finances separate, as if that means more um, than what I think it actually does. Like, oh, we have separate bank accounts and shit. So who the fuck cares anyway? I fully understand and fully note that it is a scientific fact that pregnancy is societally economically, biologically, extremely dangerous for women versus men. Like mm -hmm. if I'm looking at somebody, you know what I'm saying? But Thanks. I am not, I am not paying anyone to have a child that we both want. If this is some kind of, if this is a surrogacy situation. Dang, I did not expect this nigga cool. to say this. If we're having huh. a you know, surrogacy situation, 100%, okay. you need to be compensated not only for the dangers the and rigor. Just for the fuck of it. Yeah, of like, you know, having a child, you need to be compensated for any inconveniences, you know, and, and health related care, food, all that stuff with surrogacy. Mm. I think that on some level, if I'm a good partner, some of that is is already built in. Like, for example, I should be helping you with like your your household expenses. For example, we live in the same household. My sure. household is your household. That should be what you call it. But I'm not compensating you for having our joint child. If, and especially, I especially think that it's ridiculous because they have separate finances. Because if we're having separate finances and everything is all this shit, then we gonna half and half on this baby. Like I think that 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 mm. that whole that whole post and the responses I saw to that post were utter and completely ridiculous. I'm not paying you to have a child that we both want. Okay, like, I never not. know what Alvin. Sometimes it be the woman that want the child more. I never know what Alvin. That's wild. I, I call bullshit, bro. Like, and, and maybe you can reference some, some comments or some specifics in the longer post that I'm forgetting. But the way I'm looking at it is you're not paying her for the child. And I don't think that the language that she uses there is you're paying for the child. What you're doing is compensating me for the fact that I don't get to work while we gestate this child. You do. And because of the fact that we keep our, our uh, finances separate, your money is not my money. So what you're paying me for is not the inconvenience of having the child. What you're doing is saying, I'm willing to sacrifice some of my financial stability in order to give you financial stability, especially because we keep our finances separate. And I think this goes back to some shit that we've talked about before, which is women, not, not even women, but just like people end up in um, financially dependent situations on, with their partner because of the way money works. So the partner who has money has power because that Money has power everywhere. If you're the partner who cooks and cleans and does, you know, emotional labor and does second shift labor, it has value in the household, but you can't put that on a resume and take it and turn it into cash and, and pay your rent with that. But if, you, if you're the partner who makes the money at a corporate job, you can buy a house with that. You can buy a car with that. You can travel the world with that. It, it translates, which is why housewives have less power than their, you know, breadwinner husband. It's not a fair exchange. So by paying your partner, what you're doing is saying, you now have the financial freedom to move how you want to, the same way I move. But instead, she's in a situation where it's like, cool, I got to spend nine months gestating this kid. And now you have more money than me because you can't carry the fucking kid, even if you wanted to. 
And so if I decide, oh, I don't like this relationship. Oh, I'm not happy. I don't like the way things are moving. You've got those purse strings to keep me controlled. So you need to give me half of your shit so that we're on the same footing. That's my thing. So, so I think so he's completely a, reasonable. Yeah, so here's the thing. By and giving the money. Exactly. By, what? By, by, by most. But like he still has financial power because he's giving her money out of his own account, which he does not have to give her. Like they fucking married. Like it's still like it's still like a, 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 a Jane and George Jetson scenario when fucking George is paying like the bills and then like she just takes the wallet. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think maybe 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 you're taking what I mean by power to mean something different. I think when you give somebody fifty grand, you've given them power to move freely from you. The fact See, that you get had that power to give it to them is one thing. But when I'm talking about power, I'm not saying like oh he has them. I'm saying he's equalizing it by giving her money that she doesn't have to give back to him. The second you let go of that money, she now, you've now empowered her. I get you, but I, I have my own thoughts on this whole situation, but yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to say. I think specifically with that example, and I think, I think that, I think that your larger points are accurate. So I'm going to, I'm going to address the tangent and then I'm going to address the larger point And I want to yeah. establish that I'm, that I'm, that I, with this first thing, I know, I know, I don't think I'm addressing your larger point, but as far as like if she wants to leave and all that stuff, like if you have the child, that's what child support is for. Like in most states, most sta not most states, but a good number of states in the United States for our international leaders are no contest um, divorce states. So that means that she's going to get lump sum payment when she leaves anyway. And at the amount of money that he's making, the child support and that lump sum, you know, and in alimony payments would be a lot. Like I know regular niggas that pay that pay a shit ton of alimony. Why should she have to wait until because, so, to get that power? So, so, well, specifically because you said you, you gave the example. And again, I know this isn't your larger point, but just in that example, mm -hmm. if she wants to leave, like he's not handcuffed. There's a million like, other reasons that you need financial power in a relationship that you intend to stay Exactly, Exactly. Which is, which is why I said I'm trying to, you know, I just want okay. to address that to a lot of people because, you know, it, it, it got brought up as an yeah, example. Sure. So I want to talk about the example. But your larger point in regards to that is if that's how you feel about us having this child, I would rather just not have the child. If, I think if, that's childish. Child, I, I, I don't. I don't because if, no, the, no, I, if, I if yeah, like if, if the whole situation is you feel like this is you giving up power and you don't want to give up power, then don't give up power. I understand. I understand. I understand you not want to give up power. I understand people that don't want to have children for any reason, but like I'm hmm. not like I'm literally not doing that because I don't want our child to as 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 cold and mechanical as like the you know the Alvin brand is and all that stuff mm. I don't want my ch I don't want my child to be like a bartering chip in our like scale of power in our but fucking it's relationship. Not. It's, it's I think not that's fucking ridiculous. I, I, I think I that's literally like, how it was described. See, I, in the I post feel like okay yeah look I mean if you if you had had a different opinion I probably would have been arguing a different but because you were so far the extreme I'm kind of focusing my opinion on this aspect of it. I think that the way it was brought up and and some of the the emotional feeling around it feels very transactional but i think in principle it makes perfect sense to me and i think the only reason we're turning it into a transaction is because it's the man who has money to lose and so he feels like she should do this labor for free instead of him preemptively wanting to equalize shit by sharing that load what you're saying because if you don't pay her that money what you're saying is we're having a child you're the one carrying it and only you have to f sacrifice income. So it's, it's already a transaction in your favor and you're refusing to equalize that. So I don't, I, I think the whole language that he's using of saying, I'm paying you to have the, ch no, you're not paying, no motherfucker. She's paying you to be able to go to work because you don't have to gestate the child because that's how pregnancy works. She's taking off her job to gestate y'all's child. She's doing all of the work, as you said. This entire pregnancy is hitting her massively disproportionately. And what are you doing to equalize that? That's your partner. You're doing nothing yeah. to equalize that. It's not it's yeah, not transaction. Think, it's you making it here's, It's you paying here's my a thing. Debt. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Mm. I 100% believe that in those situations, if you're a good father, and, I'm, and I want to be on record in saying that I don't think most, most people are good fathers. I don't think most men are good fathers. You ain't wrong. If you're a good father, you can compensate and be there for your child in a way that does not involve giving her $50,000 cash. That's after the baby is born. And it's not about the child. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's yeah, not about yeah, compensating yeah, the, the, the child the, bearing. The, 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 the 18, I'm, say, I'm saying I can compensate. I can compensate her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Okay, I, okay. I, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, like, 
most of the stuff that women come about in regards to this stuff is the labor, right? I can, I can take away the labor of child rearing because most okay. of that in every okay. household, in every, in every relationship, the, the, the brunt typically falls to the woman. And it's yeah. harder when you're a woman because you have to, because in, in modern society, most women work full time and they come yeah. home and do most of the house rearing stuff. They do most of the child Absolutely. rearing stuff. I can pay you back in labor because I would be a good fucking father. Like you're not going to be in there like always cooking and cleaning and shit because who wants to fucking cook and clean every day after they just worked a full time job and raise a child. Like okay. there are ways to there are ways to compensate people that don't involve giving you 50 fucking thousand dollars. And to that point, we always talk about how that kind of household labor is undervalued. So don't undervalue it when I do it either. You, you see what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to be the person doing that mm. shit over the but course of the, 18 years, but we're not, I okay, feel like see, I earned something. I'm not talking about her. Cause it's not like, it's not, he's not, okay. He's not paying her $50,000 ongoing for the child's rearing. He's paying her $50,000 for the period of gestation and maternity leave. So I feel like these points that you're making no, about being equal no, what I, what after I'm, the birth are irrelevant. I think it, I think it's super relevant because I because I can pay you back. I can, okay, let's say you loop you lose fifty fifty thousand, right? Okay, and even even that even that number is is probably debatable. It actually might be a little bit more. Um, probably, yeah, on what which is making. why I'm like, she, this is it's a probably discount. a little bit more. This yeah, but discount. at the same but at the same time but at the same time again again we always talk about the value that we that we put um, on domestic labor, right? Yes, I'm paying you back. You lost that, right? But now I'm paying yeah. you back in my domestic labor because I'm okay. a good fucking father. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now, see, I, and I've had a homeboy who did something similar to this. If if I'm understanding what you're talking about, which is cool, you're going to gestate the baby. It's going to take you. You maybe need to take a year off from work, and depending on complications, you might need to take more, and it might be difficult for you to get back in the workplace. Once you are ready, I'll be a house husband. I'll stay at home, and you can go back to work full time if that's what you choose to do. And we'll equalize that. Now you have the capacity to, to increase your own savings and investment and your freedom financially within the relationship. If that's what you're talking about, then I agree yeah. with you. But I don't think yeah. that's a singularly valid way of doing it. I think saying, no, let's pay it forward. I don't want to have to wait until after I've finished this pregnancy for us to equalize the ledger. I understand maybe it's like a trust thing where you might be like, look, I'm not going to fuck you over between now and having the fucking baby. I'm going to make sure that you're all right financially in a way that's not dependent on me because we can switch roles. But I also think most men aren't aiming to do that. And I don't think this guy is, if this guy said, look, I won't pay you $50,000, but what I will do is I'll take paternity leave for a year after you birth the child to be the primary caretaker of this child while you get your money up, then I would, then I would be agreeing with you. If he said, here's my alternative offer, but I don't think he's offering that either. So if he's not going to take off a year, if he's not going to take off as much time as she had to take off from work to take care of that baby so that she can go to work, then I think that the whole thing you're saying falls apart. I think you don't, no, get, to, so you don't here, get to appeal to 18 years of, of doing it. That's not the same thing. I'm not even, okay. So, so, so what I'm saying is there are, so barring some kind of complication, right? Mm. And again, these are professional people, right? So in the beginning, you get a certain, with most professional companies, you do get a, a sense of pre maternity leave that you're paid for. So you use that. I also get paternity leave, for example. Like I can get like six months paternity leave. So I will take yes. that. I still get paid. Boom, boom, boom. And then you can go back to work because if I'm making that kind of money, I can pay for full time childcare. And then you come home and I'm not expecting you to fucking like be Susie Homemaker because I got that. Boom. We just solved it. But solved. I just and I also want to just weigh in on this situation too because Eddie, I, I think you thought I was just like, oh hell no, nah, fuck that. Like you know. Oh no no I didn't I didn't I don't even oh, know no. what you think I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to hear please <laughs> I think it like it really depends on the situation like and this is super specific to these people because like they're both making the same amount of money like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars mm -hmm. right so they're clearly professionals like Alvin was saying so like they have benefits that the most that the majority of other Americans couldn't yes. even fucking dream of having they would not mm -hmm. even be able to take their kids to daycare or have an in house nanny you know a lot of Americans don't have that option they don't have the money to afford that. I could definitely see myself giving my my wife or like, you know, my partner who I was very much in love with, you know, we got a baby, whatever. I could very much so, much so see myself giving her like some sort of stipend or something to ease her over, like while she's taking care of the baby just to make sure that she's straight. Um, would it necessarily be $50,000? I'm not sure. I'm not. But if you I, had I it, I think you also have to think that 50000 in relation it, to 175. Yeah. For sure. But okay, so if I just had it and I, if I just had it to give, 
I could do it, but, but there's would. still there there's still like some 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 things in there because like you don't want to feel like you're also being taken advantage of some or your own partner is just trying to come up off you because like she ain't you know, coming up off fifty thousand dollars. She giving up finish, more than that. Sorry, sorry, my fault, my fault, my fault. Let me sorry, finish. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Because like that motherfucker <laughs> said it in the damn. He said it in the uh, in the Reddit post. Like he was saying it was, it was something kind of skeptic. Like that was kind of sketchy. True. About true, how she true, was true, talking true. to her with his sister. So if I'm in his yeah. position. And if I got it and I don't want to be taken advantage of because I have a good heart, like I'm a caring person. So yeah, I don't, I, 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 I got to look out for me too. So I'm definitely going to be looking at her side, side, side out. If I see her like talking to us, like, Oh yeah, I'm about to get him for 50 bands while I take care of his child that I really wanted to have. Like I really wanted to have this baby, but I'm about to make him pay me $50,000, even though I'm making the same exact amount of money, even though I have the same benefits. And yeah, I'm just in the yeah. kid, but you know, I can definitely have money coming in. It's not like I'm going to be flat on my ass broke. Like much, she's still going to be making money. Like mm -hmm. money's still going to be coming in for her. So it's not like she's just going to be flat broke. So and there's. I f see, and this is, this is, like I said, when I first read it, my perspective was a little bit more moderate. But because I'm responding to Alvin, I'm kind of focusing on the other shit. To me, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. Like, I think the emotional tension around it, to me, is a very negative omen for the relationship in general. Because she seems like, she, the way he's saying it, at least, and, you know, he might be an um, unreliable narrator, is that she's sneaking and skulking and it feels very transactional and weird. So in that instance, I'd be like, y'all probably don't need to have a kid anyway. This already seems like a weird scenario where y'all don't trust each other. But if everything is good and everything is trusting, I would hope that if you're expecting your wife to trust you to be a solid half partner who's willing to make this financially right after the birth of the child, if you're expecting that trust from her, I think it's more than reasonable for her to expect you to trust her with half of your income to equalize this and that she's not going to just abscond or, you know, that she's fucking you over. If y'all are in a situation like that, that's a whole different scenario. Y'all are not, y'all don't trust each other. Y'all are, that's not a relationship. But assuming y'all both trust each other, her saying, hey, like, give me, give me half of your money because you're not gonna, you're not giving up half your income. You're not gonna do that. And as Alvin said, you're, if you wanna do the childcare thing, you're still not doing that. And the point that you made about like domestic labor being undervalued, it's not about the people in the home undervaluing it because though men do, it's about society undervaluing it because you, ca you cannot turn domestic labor, labor that's traditionally thought of as women's labor, you cannot turn it into power in the greater system. That's the issue. Not the fact that men underestimate his power is that you can't pay for a car in number of uh, loads of laundry done. That's the issue. Well, Oh, the issue with that is that there are some, well, one, so my first question is not question. My first statement is mm -hmm. if you want, if you don't, if you want to say you don't trust a man to do this stuff after a pregnancy, women have leveling mechanisms after the pregnancy. Like that doesn't okay. discount the fact that like you have, like you have this danger and this burden on your health and your body during the pregnancy. It doesn't compensate, but let's say like sure. you're, you, you want to go forward with like trusting him and saying that he's going to make up for it on the back end. He's making 175k. You can hold this motherfucker responsible, and it's not going to be one of these, you know, like my child support check was for it was forty dollars kind of situation. Because most women don't get enough child support. Are you talking if about he's child making support? Yeah, child support, that alimony. Requires, like, that requires separation. That requires, that's a whole different. That's what, thing. that's what I'm. That's no, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like you can hold you can hold him accountable via separation via up. those mechanisms. But okay, but but if he's if he but. To, yeah, that's well, not what ideal. I'm that's not what, what I mean, I'm, yes, that's not that's not that's not ideal. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if he breaks the contract and he's not the father that he's wanted to be, I think that separation should be very much on the table. I, I feel that strongly about how that dynamic should play out. I feel like if he's not the father that he that he was supposed to be, you should be questioning that relationship, especially like if that's what he led you to believe coming into it. And if he's not that and separation is on the table, there are leveling mechanisms. Like that, I, I that just is like he he do, he doesn't have he doesn't have a choice for recourse. You know what I mean? Like if he gives his fifty thousand, yes, he does. But, he, he he what he the, the recourse he has is that if he gives the fifty thousand dollars and she fucks off, he's in the exact same financial uh, position, actually a better one than she is. No matter what, he comes out on top. Now, if you said. 80% of his income or give me all of your income, let's trade incomes, then I'd be agreeing with you. $50,000 put still leaves him if, in the better scenario. Okay, so if, if Assuming I- Assuming that we don't have a separation if, happen. If I, if I, like, like I, I think that saying like she's in 
better situation. He's in a better situation than her is probably true financially, especially long term. Yes. I still don't, I still don't think that's. That doesn't mean that I don't want to lose shit. For for example, right? If I no, if, I'm, if somebody I'm just said, repeating yeah. the point that you made. Yeah, and I don't think that I I I feel like there are arguments that I would hear. I just don't think that that one is a particularly cogent one. Um, well, you said, and, and I had if, something else. Let me. Oh shit! Sorry, go ahead. Well, well okay. Well, I, I I mean, I'll elaborate. I'm saying that like he has no recourse, and you're saying the recourse is that he's still in a better off situation than her. But I'm just saying like yes. I've I've also lost a lot of shit. Like for example, if I lose an arm and a leg, I'm still better than people that don't have any arms and legs. Like that. Like what the fuck does that matter? Like well, that's you, a, that's a said, non-statement in my opinion. I don't. Uh, okay, I think I. Understand I've still lost a lot of money. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference between saying when you said no recourse, I thought you kind of meant that he is in a fuck situation, and I'm saying it's no, no, no. It doesn't no. make sense to me to say he has no recourse when on the other end of this decision, he still is in a better scenario than her. So to me, it's like when you're talking about recourse, you're talking about equity between the two. No, if you go, no. he has no recourse. He's still ahead of her. I think that's as much recourse. No, when as I the no when I when I say when I say recourse, I mean that she has a means of recouping some of her investment in that situation. He doesn't have a means of recouping any of his investment in that situation. I think that he's getting that from the beginning by ha- by not having to carry the child or take paternity leave. He, he's, that he's I getting- think is fair. He's getting he's getting paid for he's getting paid to have a child. She's not. Yeah. His recourse comes first. And I think that the argument that you're making where you say, well, she has this recourse because there are these tools comes across a lot to me. Like um, if a part if a woman were to say to a man, hey, I don't want you to do these behaviors because they're precursors to a, and I'm being hyperbolic. So please don't take the yeah. emotional valence of what I'm saying is being core to the message. If a woman says to her husband, yo, I don't want yelling. I don't want door slamming. I don't want plate throwing because those are put us on a path towards you being an abusive partner. And he says to her, well, if I, if I become an abusive partner, if I ever actually put my hands on you, you can call your brothers, you can call the police. It's like, no, what I want is for that not to be the scenario by you making investments today to prevent that from being the case. I don't want to have to go for alimony. I don't want to have to chase you for child support. I want you to show me today that you're willing to put as much financial skin in the game right now as I am today, which is what I'm doing by taking maternity leave. So I think I think that your point is I think that your point is good, like the, the first point. But here's my point in yeah. terms of how contracts work. Right. Okay. So let's say she asked me for a deposit to make sure that I'm upholding my my, you know, my end of the bargain on the end. Is she, is she going to give okay. me my 50K back? No, she's not. And she has and she has a way she has a way to hold because me responsible on the back end. And I don't. Okay, you literally okay, okay, just okay. said that it's. Yeah. So like she has a way well, of not getting financial. That you're not getting it. I wouldn't expect you to get it back. You're 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 yeah. compensating for her time off of work that you don't have to take. Yeah. But but ultimately what we what we were just saying was. Yep. You're 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 having this contract, right? And you're right. saying she, that she like, has a way to if you fuck her over, she's got she's got some tools. If she fucks you over, you don't have tools is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. OK. Um, but I and also just, and also just like just like in the in man, my, this is my this is my core point in yeah. terms of valuing like work within the house there are means that you can like do that so for example you know i I have a bajillion nephews we have a basketball team over there there was talk of my sister just not working because paying the daycare for three small children Mm. at some point wasn't even going to be you know like her like her like that that, that cut yeah, like it, it was like a balancing act between how much she was going to make by being a, like a full time worker versus how much it was going to mm. cost from a from a from a perspective um, for daycare, mm. you know, and all that stuff. So like with stuff like household stuff like that, like you can definitely put a value on like that kind of labor. So like if I'm saying like I'm willing to pay full time child care and you can hold you can hold me to that. You can hold me to that via the the alimony, you know, and 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 um, child support. What you call it? That costs more than most American public colleges. So I think that I think that me being willing to do that as a father and you having the recourse to like hold me accountable to do that, I think on some level that does compensate and you can have and it and it's not about the balance of power because your 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 take on the balance of power I one hundred percent agree with. But in terms of the actual monetary value of what I'm willing to put in and what somebody who makes 170K can put in and terms of childcare and that kind of stuff. There are definitely leveling mechanisms on the back end that you can do. And I think that if the if the argument is that the emotional, the biological, the physiological strain of 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 having a child 
is such that you don't want to put yourself through that, I think that that's a fair argument. That's not the argument I'm making at all. That, that, that's not not you. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you ever made that. I'm just saying that that's an argument, that's that's argument that's that people that are going to counter with. So I think so that I would, that's an argument that people are going to count that are going to counter with. Oh, Most okay, people okay, are going to say something to the to the fact of like he she's having his child, and I'm saying like if yeah, having no. their joint child is 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 that big of a thing, then maybe I could I could make an argument for that as well. Adoption. I can make an yeah. argument for that as well, because I, I, I definitely could see an argument for saying, look, she's putting through a pain that you cannot even possibly offer. So you should be doing something to equalize that. And I think money is a great tool for equalizing things. It's, it's, it's an incredible technology in that regard. People pay for shit all the time to just smooth shit over. You give a tip because somebody's having a stressful fucking day as a bartender, whatever the fuck it is, that kind of shit. But you're saying that she has all these tools and stop me if I'm repeating myself or you've already addressed this some type of way, but you're saying she doesn't have these tools. She has these tools on the back end to hold him accountable for his financial end of the deal post baby. I'm saying his tools for recourse are on the front end at when the baby is born. I'm saying that's not he recourse. He has 50,000 having $50,000 in your savings account that she, and she has zero is recourse. You're getting paid. No, You're no. making a financial profit by having your partner carry the child that you aren't. He's making a profit if he doesn't pay her that money. What I'm saying is that that's not in, in the terms of their contract, right? You're giving me $50,000 in, in payment because I can't, I don't know if I can trust you to do X, Y, Z. I can't recoup that $50,000. That's what I mean by recourse in the, in the, in the bounds of that contract. It's, get what you're saying. I don't necessarily even disagree. I'm just saying that the way that contract seems to be piecing together that's not that's not recourse recourse would be a means of getting my fifty thousand dollars back in that what you call it not like alimony she's not alimony she's not getting it all back it's because there's there's heartache and turmoil and paperwork that you have to put on she's getting some of it back so if i let's say at the end of the pregnancy i have a hundred thousand dollars because during this 12 month period where she couldn't work i was earning money i was putting money in savings i was buying properties i was doing all that because we keep our finances separately so at the end of that here are all the things that I got. She's asking me not to pay all of that, but to pay a percentage of that. So my recourse is I'm paying $50,000 to get to keep the $150,000 or the, I guess in this case, the $125 of profit that I'm getting to have during this period. So it's not, I'm paying you $50,000 so you can give me back the $50,000. I'm giving you $50,000 as payment for the money that I got to make because you carry the child. It's a fee. It's a, it's a finder's fee or interest fee. So the recourse is not the 50000 I pay you ever coming back to me. It's the $100,000 that I was able to keep because I didn't have to carry a baby. They have a thing called a push gift nowadays, apparently. Okay. And I don't that? have, you know, I don't have kids. It's basically a gift that a man gives his wife for pushing out the baby. Yeah. And it's you know, really kind of somewhat expensive, like a, a nice, a really nice gift for, you know, carrying and, you know, pushing out the baby and, you know, just show your appreciation towards your partner. So that yeah. that is a thing yeah, as well. A push Agreed. gift. Would you, would you give your girl a push gift? One hundred percent agreed. Yeah, like I yeah, like I give my girl birthday gifts too, but you know, I'm not like I'm not like giving not 50 her grand. like I'm not giving her fifty grand for, for doing something that I would hope both of us want. Um I, I just I just I just firmly disagree. Okay. I would Fair I would enough. I would I would rather not have children with you. Yeah. I I would I'd rather you I'd rather you not care I'd rather you not carry a child. I would, I would rather you not. Well, first, first of all, I would, I would look at like you know various other options and all that stuff, mm. and like what's, 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 what's you know. <sighs> but I, w- I would rather you just not care of the child if that's what the argument is going to be. You know what we really need? We need implantable uteruses so niggas can carry the children. You know what I mean? So you can, you could just circumvent this whole argument and be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I'm feeling a little bit stressy about this. You carry the child, Alvin. They're gonna do a little, a little surgery, a little snip, snip. You know what I'm saying? Put a, a little a little artificial uterus inside you. Pop the baby out through your your, your belly button hole. Call it a day. I'll work. And you then, take that paternity leave. Easy. Yeah, and then I'd just be like, yo, so pay me $50,000 for carrying your child. And that's and that'd be a red flag, baby. <laughs> and that would be a red yeah, flag. I would if you... <laughs> love to hear a woman's reaction to that if a man was like, yo, I need, I'm going to need 50K to carry this child. <laughs> yeah, like, like a kangaroo please, nigga. I ain't giving you shit. <laughs> I ain't giving you nothing. You get you you get the 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 value of my company. Da, 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 da. Right. Um but that would definitely be a red flag. If uh if you ask your partner to pay you fifty thousand dollars for you know the honor of carrying their child, um you might be seeing a red flag, you might be waving a red flag, 
But um, what was that previous shit that we talked about just before we was all arguing and shit? 90-day guard rule. That, yeah. yeah if, if you're, you're not giving not... up the lips in the first 90 days, definitely waving a red flag. I think definitely. could be. Could be. It's been waving a red flag podcast. More than, but yeah, a great possibility. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's been Eddie. It's been Alvin. It's been Josh. Let us know what, what you think in the comments about the 90 day rule, about being friends with the, with your romantic partners, about men compensating women for the inconvenience of childbirth. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Like, subscribe, obviously, and uh, oh, if you want to join us uh, during these conversations on Patreon before every episode, hop on Patreon. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Peace. We'll see y'all next week. It's a red flag.